Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Come Holy Spirit, we are stepping into another episode and the beautiful season of Advent, Sister. Best season of the year. We're claiming it. Let's claim it. This is Sister Annie Stay. Sister Mary Grace. And this is Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And our second episode in this beautiful season of talking about Advent. Mm-hmm. Walking with Our Lady, walking with grace, mm-hmm. and walking in the beauty of this season, which is full of surprises, I have to tell you. It's the unexpected journey from the beginning. That's it, sister. Yeah. Well, and even I was like thinking, again, before we dive into this, it's like a day of surprises. Like I was like just stepping back and I'm like, I think most people think like nuns live this like really. What do we do all day? Right. Do you know we get much time I get that? It's like, what do you, what do you get up to? Like, do you do much? Do you just pray? <laughs> that's that's people right. People have no idea. You should and, tell us about your day today. Well, that's, there it is. It's like, um, yeah, I think most people are like, do you get bored? I'm like, yeah, uh, I haven't felt that 15 years ago. I haven't even, hasn't even came onto the radar screen. How do you spell that? Right. What does that word mean again? Yeah. Anyway, no, it is amazing what God can allow in a day. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I wake up, um, the first fun surprise, I was at our kitchen window and I literally watched a squirrel. I'm sorry. Squirrel's always the, the best. Like, we were like, what is that thing? Is mm-hmm. it a cookie? Is it a donut? No, it was a giant pancake. Giant pancake. <laughs> the squirrel was scrambling up this, like laboring okay, to drag awesome. this giant pancake up a bush. Like he almost wanted to put it on display for us. That's like awesome. three of us showing were off. watching, totally showing off. And he literally like wedged it with his little squirrel paws into like the this fork, you know, it, in the in the whole network of the tree, That's and awesome. wedged it in there. And then ran away. He didn't even eat the thing. But what was hysterical is then like a flock of birds started, <laughs> came in like he had created this whole bird feeder. Yeah. So listen, I don't know if there's some sort of relationship. How many times, how long were you watching this little squirrel? Well, it, it was like, it was a good like five minute nature show. Yeah. You know, we like to call it squirrel TV. That's awesome. Yeah. Who needs TV when you have squirrels? It's the Bronx best. squirrels. I will never forget the time I saw one bolt across with a pizza slice in its mouth <laughs> and it was tripping over the pizza as it ran because it was... Too big for the squirrel. It's, I mean, the, every time it's, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer scandalized by the squirrels. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they say, ants can like carry like 16 times their weight. I don't even know how many. I'm sure someone I knows that. Squirrel could do. Fun fact, but that's what I'm saying. Bronx squirrels. Yeah. I've seen them carry things that are like, it's just wrong. It's like <laughs> it's just, these guys are like feisty, furious, brave souls. Yeah. Okay, but from that sister to yeah. the joy of doing, uh, you know, simple like school visit you know we're just gonna spend an hour like talk about unpredictable right you have no idea what's gonna come you never know and that was awesome that was the gift that that met me another beautiful surprise uh you know eating eating lunch hanging out on the on the playground Mm -hmm. so yeah i think we all surprised them because somebody thought yeah let's have the sisters play against like the seventh and sixth graders you know Mm -hmm. like i'm like what is this (laughs) But I actually think the kids were pretty surprised yeah. that we gave them a pretty decent game of Way ball. Way to go. Represent, <laughs> sister. Come on. Praise be to God. And actually so much so that like when we went to eat lunch, I was invited to sit Whoa. with the sixth grade girls. You like, made it. They, Oh, yeah. They were like, come over here, sister. Sit with me. I mean, honestly, I actually, it was a huge grace for me. It really yeah. was. And I was surprised by it. But like 
they were so open. And I was so moved by their openness. Wow. Like, sister, they wanted to pray. They wanted to share their stories of grace. Like, I was totally blown away. That's beautiful. But actually. then the surprise of, yeah, like, what is exchanged hmm. between persons, right? This sweet little girl sitting next to me, she's like, sister, like, oh my goodness, this was like such a precious grace to be present to. She's like, sister, I don't even know like if I'm supposed to talk about this. She's like, but like, you know, as, your, as the sisters came in and I'm just sitting here and like, I just feel so, I feel like God is hugging me. I feel his love so profound, like so deeply, she said. Mm. She's like, I just want to hug him back. Wow. And I'm like, that's like amazing. Wow, she's teaching us how to pray. She's teaching us how to pray. I was like, Okay, that's awesome. And she has a heart wide open receiving God's grace. And it's wow, just cool. by being with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like, anyway, the surprising ways of God, just in being huh. in creation, in the gift of exchanging, um, just presence, right? Mm. Just being with another. Um, mm -hmm. All the time, every day, the surprising ways of God and of grace. You know, we do our source events. Mm -hmm. So about once a month, we have a, a night of Eucharistic adoration. Uh, we now have, you know, seven locations over the country. It's super cool, but it's a very simple event, right? We just expose our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and sisters usually have some simple music they've written. Um, and this year, God made it possible that we've, we've now brought this event to St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is awesome because it's on one of the most busiest streets in the world, Fifth, Fifth Avenue. Avenue, right? Um, Praise God super spot and but this time what we did was because it was an event we haven't done before we have like a bunch of sisters that are out on the forecourt on fifth avenue as the night's going on just inviting people in mm -hmm. if they want to come pray with us um you know sometimes saying you know there's live music inside <laughs> that's great <laughs> Hard to say no to it's beautiful music but the cathedral is so gorgeous in itself too so we're just inviting people to come pray and rest and and give give church a try mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, it's been amazing the, wow, just to see people uh, be open to an invitation, say yes to an invitation, uh, a simple uh, welcome in. And not only that, but actually to see how faithful God is when we say yes, mm. when we uh, take him up on an offer. And I, I feel like I'm going to this event now for my own faith to see how God surprises people with powerful and simple encounters uh, simply when we just say yes to giving it a try. Mm. So, oh my goodness, this one young woman, she was from chi China and she just moved to the city uh, and she was walking down, you know, her ordinary path home after work. So it was nothing new. It was like, you know, the most typical thing she does every day. Sister stops on the street and say, hey, you want to come inside? There's some prayers going it's on. I mean, it's kind of hard to say no to a nun. <laughs> we, we do get most yeses. So this young girl comes in. Uh, and then I walk up to the front and we're sitting down and right before the Blessed Sacrament, and I kind of just assumed she looked pretty confident, like it was something she did before. And uh, and I said to her, would you like to pray? And she was like, what is, what's prayer? Wow. And I said, oh, we talked to God. And she said, who's God? I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow, we're sister. going back to basics right now. So anyway, so we're sitting there and then I give her a prayer card and she starts to pray through it. Um and then she said, do I do it out loud? And I said, no, no, you just can, you can do it in your heart, you know, mm -hmm. inside. And she's quiet for a little bit, a couple of moments. And then she looks back to me and she said, sister, I can hear my heart. Mm. You know, for the first time I can hear my heart. You know, and then we have like businessmen, sister, like, you know, completely just up, like suited up, 
This one guy, he would have been in his fifties, comes out after half an hour weeping wow. and says, sisters, thank you. That was the best night of my life. Now we don't need to know the details. We have no idea what God is doing, but wow. again, it's like this surprise of God's overabundance response in the midst of very ordinary things wow, uh, when he's inviting us to be open oh, and what he can do with that, how much he desires to surprise us wow. right in the midst of our ordinary days. <laughs> well, and I'm thinking about these people. It's like they were so surprised perhaps by the invitation, maybe Absolutely. the first time they've seen a yeah. nun, um, let alone one in a, a full monastic habit. Uh-huh. At 7 o'clock on on a street in New York City. On Fifth yeah, Avenue, it's um, in the very heart of strange. Manhattan. <laughs> That's a surprise. Yeah. But actually the grace to allow uh, God to surprise them. Yeah. And actually their response uh, and how it blessed them. Mm. And actually just marveling at how much God loves to do this, mm. right? The journey of faith is not a straight line. Yeah. And it's not what we expect. Mm-hmm. And it's so far beyond what we can measure or mm-hmm. figure out or plan for. And this is what I love about Advent. Mm-hmm. This is what I love about thinking about uh, Joseph and Mary. Yeah, we're right on course here. Here we are. Yeah. As we hit the first week of Advent, let's hit the reality that mm-hmm. God wants to surprise us this season mm-hmm. of Advent. And he wants to surprise us with deep, profound gifts of his love. Cool. And he wants to prepare us for the the greatest and most ultimate gift, which is that of his son. Hmm. But are our hearts ready? Hmm. Are our hearts ready? I don't know, sister, do you want to cool. pray and kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of our lives, the gift that you have shared, uh, your very life with us, that we get to be here. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus just to send your Holy Spirit deep into the center of our hearts that we may recognize your voice, that we may listen to your lead this Advent, that we may respond to the graces and receive the gifts and blessings that you desire to give us. We ask for the grace to respond, to be with you, to go with you wherever you want to go this Advent, wherever you want to go this day, whatever word you have for us as we talk today about the gift of this journey together. We ask especially for the intercession of Mary, who walked this way first, uh, that she guide us and she keep our hearts open as we pray. Hail Mary, full full of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, our help. Pray for us. Amen. Amen, sister. It's beautiful. Amen. Well, and even, sister, okay, we're stepping into the first week of Advent. Mm. You know, what does the Word of God have Mm. for us? Because this is what I love about Advent, the readings. It's so intentional. Oh, my goodness. It's so rich. And just even the readings of each day in this season of Advent will drive us into the heart Mm. of this mystery and walk us uh, into the heart of God, ultimately, towards yeah. Christmas. But what does the Word of God have for us as we begin yeah. this season of Advent? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I was looking at like the Sunday gospel that we heard yesterday, just um, from Matthew. Uh, the two words that really kind of struck my heart this year, or even just yesterday, was just the invitation of Jesus to be prepared, mm-hmm. um, but to be prepared at a time that we do not expect the hour that is going to come. 
Um, which is kind of fascinating to me because God is like, be prepared, be ready, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what you're getting ready for. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, I'll be prepared, but be prepared to be unprepared for the unexpected, <laughs> which is, uh, it's fascinating. It's like, what is God inviting us to at Advent? It's like this this expectation, this readiness, this looking forward to, but again, this openness of like, God's going to do something and move somewhere and show up where he wants to. Mm-hmm. It's going to be unexpected. Mm-hmm. We're actually not going to nail down exactly what's going to come. Mm-mm. But be ready for him to move. Amen. Be ready for him to to invite us somewhere, to to do something, to take us on a journey. Uh which is cool because it's like uh yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of vulnerable too. <laughs> really you can't vulnerable. really nail down exactly what it means to be prepared for something you don't expect. Amen. That's going to be a surprise. Can mm-hmm. you really prepare for a surprise? Not really. <laughs> and yet, looking at Mary and Joseph, because oh, I yeah. love that, right? Mm-hmm. During the Advent season, where were Mary and Joseph mm. uh, at this point, right? Right. Mary's, you know, four weeks out from giving birth mm-hmm. to a child, uh, a mystery of grace yeah. that she's been pondering now for eight months. Yeah. Uh, Joseph is like, okay, yeah, I had this dream and, you know, I'm on board. Um, yeah. And yet now a census is called and Mary and Joseph are making their way. But yeah. like, it's crazy. It, Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, God, seriously, like I'm eight months pregnant. Like Mm-mm. you, you're going to call a census now? Like, yeah, I'm going to be traveling and we're, we're leaving the safety of home. Hmm. And uh, again, trails at that point, we're pretty rugged. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this was not an easy trek yeah. and it was a journey of faith. It was a journey of hope. It mm. was a journey of love. And Mary and Joseph, I mean, you can't dig your heels in when it comes to following the Lord. Yeah. Like the journey of faith, mm. um, Advent, this time of, of waiting for the coming of, of God mm. and allowing him to break into our lives starts on day one of Advent, actually mm. praying for the grace to be vulnerable yeah. to God's surprises, to be vulnerable to God's way and not mm-hmm. my own way, to be vulnerable to his idea yeah. for this season of Advent. Like, actually, God, I want to let you surprise me mm. rather than insist on my own way. Mm. I want to welcome your crazy, crooked designs yeah, that's cool. that are going to be the blessing and the gift. Yeah, But we've got to open our hearts, mm. actually, uh, and... Yeah, be prepared. Yeah, for the unexpected. Yeah, it's this crazy in between where it's like it's acknowledging I don't got this. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't got it. Yet it's a, it's a place of confidence because it's knowing that well, God does. Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. Mm-hmm. He's got this thing um, sorted out in His view. Um, but from Aaron, from Mary and Joseph, I mean, at every turn, it's like really, mm-hmm. this is the way you want to do this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they keep moving. They just take one more step, you know, in uh, in the directions that God opens be- before them. And I'm always struck by the detail in the Gospels that they found a room at the end. I'm like, you. I mean, just the timing of it, of everything being full. Um, and I mean, how many of how many of us can all say like, there's been times in our lives where it's like, wow, door after door closed you know, or shut in my face or, wow, I was going on this route and everything seemed fine. And then this major detour and you're like, where are you in this God? Um, I'm just getting closed doors everywhere. And it's like the Holy family, they had this first, you know, they had the most precious gift within them and they were getting door shut after door shut Mm -hmm. after door shut. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And yet it's, it's, and then finally they find a place that there is no way in Mary's dreams or looking ahead, imagining the birth of Jesus would have considered a stinky stable. I mean, Mm. you wouldn't even have dared think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it would not have been part of her plans in the slightest consideration. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet God uses it. And I think it's actually a great word of hope because what does it say? Um, God is saying to us that there's there's no dead ends in following Christ. You know, there's actually no such thing uh, as a complete dead end where there's no way forward. Yes. Uh, But actually pushing our hearts to these places in Advent where God is asking us, will you still trust me? Mm. You know, do you trust that I have a plan here? Mm -hmm. Do you trust that I'm outside of what you actually can figure out and plan? Uh, There is no dead end here. It's really beautiful. That word of hope resonates deeply with me, sister. Mm. And even to think about uh, the the beautiful custom of an advent wreath Mm. and that, yes, that first candle, you know, that candle that you light here in the first week of advent represents that very thing, Mm. hope. And you're bringing us into, I think, the heart of Mary and Joseph. It's Mm. like, how do we prepare um, faith, hope, and love? Mm -hmm. And this week, zoning in on what does it mean to live hope? And I kind of want to like step in a little creatively. Yeah. Um, And I know this is going back to a classic, The Portal of the Mystery of Hope. Mm. Charles Begee. Oh, it's classic. Have you heard of him? Yeah, you've heard of him. Yeah. But I want to read an excerpt on this, sister, because it's a powerful dare. Uh, I love what you're saying. It's like, whoa, can we trust God Mm -hmm. Um, when we don't got it that he does? Mm -hmm. And it's a huge dare. And yet, um, yeah, let's step into this thing a little bit. Can I read to you? Please. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Um, You can light your (laughs) advent wreath. That's awesome. And let's think about hope. Yeah. He says this, and it's a beautiful excerpt. The faith that I love the best, says God, is hope. Faith doesn't surprise me. It's not surprising. I'm so resplendent in my creation. Charity, says God, that doesn't surprise me. It's not surprising. These poor creatures are so miserable that unless they had a heart of stone, how could they not have love for each other? What surprises me, says God, is hope. And I can't get over it. Hope is a little girl, nothing at all, who came into the world on Christmas Day just this past year. This little girl, nothing at all. She alone carrying the others who will cross worlds past. Faith is obvious. Unfortunately, charity is obvious. But hope is not obvious. Hope does not come on its own. To hope, my child, you would have to be quite fortunate to have obtained, received a great grace. Faith sees what is. Charity loves what is. Hope sees what has not yet been and what will be. She loves what has not yet been and what will be. On the uphill path, sandy and troublesome, on the uphill road, dragged along hanging from the arms of her two older sisters who hold her by the hand, the little hope, pushes on. And in between her two older sisters, she seems to let herself be carried, like a child who lacks the energy to walk and is dragged along the road in spite of herself. But in reality, it is she who moves the other two and who carries them 
and who moves the whole world Hmm. and who carries it because no one ever works except for children. And the two older ones don't walk except for the youngest. That's awesome. Kind of fun. Beautiful. Isn't it? The power of hope. hope. Mm -hmm. The possibilities born Hmm. of hope. And yet, what does that look like lived? Uh, What does that look like in the Christian journey? And fleshed, yeah. What does that look like in the hearts of Mary and Joseph and every disciple Mm. to come after Mm -hmm. uh, Christ? Mm. And what does that look like in my life, right? My workplace. Mm -hmm. What does that look like as I live it in my family? What does Mm. it look like as I live out my own spiritual life? Mm. Um, Where is the place of hope? Mm. Does it have a place? Mm. That's awesome. It reminds me of Father Capon, actually. Yeah. Like the new up-and-coming saint, Father Capon? Yeah, the local. Yeah, he's now resting in Kansas, homegrown. Oh, my goodness. If if there was anyone that put, like, yeah, little, really concrete examples of what hope looks like in a difficult place, I think he's just such a model for us. Mm. Yeah, come to love him a lot recently. Oh, my goodness. But everyone should totally check out more about his story, but – there's all these amazing stories about uh, the way that he lived um, in a concentration camp, actually, when he was a prisoner of war in Korea and uh, a recent for us, which is amazing. But they would talk about how basically at this one concentration camp, there was basically uh, all these separate uh, camping areas. Hmm. And they said that you could tell the difference of the camping areas uh, between the ones that Father Kapan was in and the ones that he wasn't. They said literally you would walk into the camp and you knew that Father Kapan was there because there was something different in the atmosphere. Whoa. Like the entire atmosphere was different. And what did this priest do? I mean, you know, sister, we're talking about one of the darkest places in the world, you know, uh, prisoners of war. Um, and here is this priest serving his brothers. And they said when you would walk into his camp, it's in every other room, the men, everybody was worried about themselves. Mm. They were taking care of themselves um, understandably, in the in these horrible situations. But when you would walk into the camp that Father Kapan was, everybody was looking out for each other. Literally, they were living as brothers. And the whole atmosphere was changed. And what was he doing? He's like, you know, caring for those who needed wow. a good word, um, you know, bandaging wounds, smiling at a brother and giving him a good pat on the back. Like there's like little things, but these little things that have a, a magnificent um, impact on the whole atmosphere of the spaces that we live in. Wow. Like we don't, we can't underestimate the power of our love and how powerful that is. And, you know, sister, I can't tell you how many times, like my day is changed by little acts of kindness that I receive (laughs) and hopefully do more often, you know, whether it's a sister that smiles at you at 5 a.m. in the morning when you're, when you're in a rough place, (laughs) you know, or it's like you, you spill something and someone's there to back you up right away. Um, or an invitation, you know, to go for a walk when you're in a bit of a low moment mm. and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, these little acts of kindness that speak bravely of hope um, are literally capable of changing the culture that we live in. Amen. You know, making light, li- life lighter. It's, um, yeah, powerful. Yeah, the power of hope expressed in little ways uh, is really cool. No, sister, it's so powerful in a sense the power of hope mm. to change our atmosphere. And again, you you yeah. know when people are living there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's it's radiant. You're drawn to those mm-hmm. people. Um, 
hope is an incredible light uh, for us, especially as, yeah, we hike uphill or, you know, kind of hit the hard road. Um, But even to in our lives of conversion, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's like being for the, being converted for the first time to faith, Mm -hmm. or it's those little conversions that we're called to each day in Mm -hmm. our journey of faith. And I love hearing about, yeah, you're talking about a holy hour, simply inviting someone. Yeah. And the grace that flows from them simply stepping mm-hmm. towards the Lord. Like, it's incredible. And we have to step back and think about this. Like, God is so eager. Mm. He is so ready uh, to change our lives, yeah. to transform our lives, to bring light into our lives, if we but make that step mm. towards Him. And He loves using surprising things. <laughs> and it actually makes me think of, hey, did you ever watch Star Wars? Um, like the originals. Mm. I don't know. I was never a big fan. So okay. You have to help me out understanding any, okay. any references you make. <laughs> God bless you. I grew up on Star Wars. <laughs> and, okay. We're at the two ends of the spectrum. That works the, out well. There it is. Okay. So I, I'm going to love to tell you about it. So the man who played Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. in Star Wars, okay, his name was Sir Alec Guinness. Um, he was you know, from England. And again, this man's life is pretty incredible. Mm. Um, had a super rough childhood. He didn't even know his father. Uh, he failed as a copyright, you know, kind of had a lot of twists and turns, uh, had a bad taste in his mouth about mm. the church, about religion, about faith in general. But he was once cast, and this is just so funny, and I think Chesterton is probably like, kind of like giggling in his grave, you know, mm. like <laughs> at Alec Guinness's conversion, <laughs> because Alec was um, playing Father Brown in this um, story uh, about a Catholic priest invented by Chesterton. And he was walking back from the set basically to where he was staying. Mm-hmm. And so he still had like clerics on. So he looked like sure. he was a priest, even though he wasn't. And apparently as he was walking, this little boy saw him mm-hmm. and immediately kind of came over to him, took his hand, accompanied him, sh- was sharing excitedly and confidently um, in a sense that this little boy was responding to him mm. as as if he was a Catholic priest. Mm. And Alec was profoundly moved by this response of this child. Like, gosh, if a child is responding with such confidence, such mm. joy, such faith at the sight of a priest, um, there's got to be something to this. Mm. And actually, at that time, or it was shortly thereafter, that he, Alec Guinness's son um, was stricken by a serious illness. And so Alec Guinness started stopping in at the church and kind of made a bargain with God. Like, if he wants to become a Catholic, because I guess his son was going to a Jesuit <laughs> school at the time, I won't get in the way of it. Mm. And sure enough, shortly thereafter, I mean, his son was paralyzed from the waist down, healed completely. Wow. And sure enough, his son asked, Dad, I want to enter the church. And sure enough, he found himself entering the church. Mm. But... Hmm. Incredible, awesome. right conversion. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so compelling. Mm-hmm. God cannot wait. Yeah, cannot wait uh, to take mm. even a crack of openness, even a step towards Him. Yeah. Even yes, this this strange disposition of hope yeah. that is willing to uh, see what has not yet been, and yet what will be. Wow, cool. And as Charles Begee puts it. And I love thinking about this, sister, mm. as we step into this season of Advent, 
because mm. it is a call to conversion. Mm. It is a call to open our hearts. It is a call to allow ourselves to be surprised by God. Yeah. Not just on Christmas Day. Right. But in a way, every day leading up to it is mm-hmm. this wonderful opportunity to allow God to expand our hearts, mm-hmm. especially in this uh, disposition, this incredible virtue of hope, mm. um, of reaching out for him, especially in those twists and turns and those patches of the road or those places where we think, uh-uh, there's, 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 this is a dead end. Yeah, It couldn't possibly open up into something new or life-giving right there. Yeah, And actually, as you enter into this first week of Advent, name those places. Mm. Where are those places? Mm-hmm. Name them. Right. It's kind of like naming the doors where we're like, there's no more room for you here, Jesus. And mm-hmm. he's knocking at those very places. Amen. It's like, I want in there. Oof. That place you think is full, is occupied, or I don't know, doesn't have a need for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're the very places that he comes to. Amen. Yeah. Will you let me in there? And there it is, praying for the grace to be bold, mm-hmm. to be courageous. As Look at Joseph and Mary. I mean, bold, yeah. courageous. Uh, look at the life of every saint. Yeah. Look at the life of every disciple. It takes guts. Yeah. And I think Advent, I yeah. think you want to ask for a double portion yeah. of like holy guts. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never prayed for that one before, but <laughs> you <laughs> see know, how God responds. You might want to translate it yeah. into your own language. Yeah. No, but that, it, I mean, that reminds me, I love in Father Capan's story, you just reminded me there was a moment where they would all line up in the morning and drill them and really accuse them of God not being here and not not around. And Father Capan one day challenged them and he's like, no, I believe in God. And they're like, where, where is God now? Here you are in a prison camp. Like, where is he? And I wrote this down because I love this quote of his. And he said to them, and his, and his brothers remembered it, but he said, God is as real as the air you breathe, but you cannot see. As the sounds you hear, but you cannot see. As the thoughts and ideas, but you cannot see or feel. You know, this, this lived hope, sister, that is mm. like we can't, that hope allows us to see what we cannot see and believe what we cannot see. Um, but the very act of hope makes those realities real and possible to live lightness, the armor of light that God gives us in very dark places. Mm-hmm. Uh, this capacity of hope to not just endure and go go through things, but to have access to the promises that God that God gives us from heaven. You know, he gives us access to um, this armor of light that he talks about, you know, by the, yeah, this great act of hope. It's incredible Hmm. and deeply powerful. It's a powerful word, sister. And I think it's it's really where we want to focus our minds and our hearts as we live this first week of Advent is asking for the grace of hope, Mm. uh, to grow in the virtue of hope, to open ourselves up. And it does. It's like... It's almost like our heart is stretched, it's expanded, and there, yeah. there can be, uh, you know, some discomfort uh, with that, and yet being willing to lean in yeah, um, so that we might, yes, come Christmas time, mm. receive the more of all that we desire, all our hearts mm. desire. And so I wonder, sister, before we go, mm. any particular challenges uh, as we live yeah. this week of Advent? Um yeah, how does Jesus want to walk with us? I know. Well, you know, recently I've just noticed the power of like taking a God moment at the end of the day. Mm. You know, like, uh, you know, we talk often about like morning offering, uh, getting out of bed quickly, but I wonder like just the power of like, what are we doing before we fall asleep? 
uh, and and actually considering that to be a place to invite God into. You know, because to be honest, sister, some of my most real prayers are right before I fall asleep. I'm exhausted. I'm wiped. Yeah. Sometimes I'm discouraged. Or I'm worrying about tomorrow. <laughs> and it's like the heart is open and prime and kind of really honest before mm-hmm. we're falling asleep in a new way. And just to permit that to be a moment to turn to the Lord mm. uh, and and to be real with God at where we're at. But particularly to ask the question, you know, um, as we're preparing to rest, you know, God, wh- where did you surprise me today? Because half the time we don't, we don't even realize it was God until it's after. Mm-hmm. And you look back and you're like, whoa, that that was kind of cool. Or I did not expect that. Or um, or maybe I don't know where God was that day. But just posing that question at the end of the day, where did you show up? How did you surprise me? Show me where you were today in the unexpected. Um, and let him answer. Because I think, you know, just God is always reaching out to communicate to us, right? He's, he's everything good and Everything that happens to us in our life, God is either permitting or intentionally willing the good. Mm. And I don't think we give him enough credit or recognize him, how much he's in, um, yeah, the air, the sounds, but um, everything good that happens to me today. But even so just to, yeah, how did you surprise me today? It's beautiful. Yeah. And let him answer. Give him the space for that. Love it. Yeah. How about you, sister? What's your challenge? No, I love this conversation about hope, sister. Mm. And... I think in this first week of Advent to, yes, light that candle within your heart in this first week of Advent, that candle of hope, and to pray every day for the grace of expectant hope, especially in those places where you are looking at your life and you're saying, God, that's not supposed to be happening. It's not the way it's Mm. supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That's wrong. That's wrong. I know it's wrong. and, And actually right there, be willing to step back and open your heart right there. Ask for the grace. Lord, do you want to give me a different word there? Mm-hmm. Do you want to invite me into a journey there? Do you want to show me something there? Wow, cool. And and actually be willing to let him lead you. Mm. Um, like, as you were saying, sister, I don't got this. Mm-hmm. I don't got this. And to humbly admit, or ask for the grace to humbly admit, I don't got this. Um, Lord, I want to give it to you. I want to give mm. this space to you. I want to give you permission to break it open, actually, mm. to do what you want with it, which mm. is bold. And that's where I think you also have to pray for the grace of courage in Advent mm. because the Lord wants to go deep. He wants to go deep within your heart. He wants to uh, open up new spaces, mm. free, free, free to receive him. Uh, and the baby Jesus uh, come Christmas time. It's awesome. all about the baby Jesus. <laughs> Where we're heading. <laughs> there it is. So I would say That's expectant awesome. hope, courage. Mm. And um also if you can if you can meditate, <laughs> um, find a place to yeah, where there's children playing, I think I think that will also inspire you mm-hmm. to let go a little bit mm. as you dive into oh, this advent season. Yeah. So why did we ever grow out of the swing? Oh my goodness. I'm it's, gonna do adult ones anymore. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We got to take true. it back. Yeah, <laughs> let's go on a swinging ministry. Let's get people swinging again. Listen, I think it would work. People I, would want to swing with us, wouldn't it? it oh, it gets us closer to heaven. Come on. I my heart is more hopeful. Actually, I recently last week, admit, yeah. full confession, I sw- I got on a did swing. You? I did. I oh, found a playground. Man, I wish I was there. No one was around, and that's awesome. I went for it. That's a great. Feeling. And actually, I giggled. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, it it bore some that. good fruit. Yeah, that's awesome. I felt lighter. 
Yeah. True confession. Is that an add on to your challenge? Go for a swing. There it is. Go for a swing. Go for a <laughs> That's swing. That's great. That's it. Oh my gosh. Well, this issue today. Yeah. Close us down with a prayer. Sounds good. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you. We thank you. We love you. We pray for every grace to be vulnerable, um, vulnerable by way of faith, hope, and love to you, Father, to your plans, to your will, to your way, to your initiative of grace in our life, to you leading us through each day of this season of Advent. Um, Blessed Mother, we ask that you pray for us, uh, that you help to prepare a place in our hearts to welcome your Son, Jesus. Pray for the grace of expectant hope, of courage, and to simply uh, welcome you in faith, hope, and love. We thank you ahead of time for providing, Fathers. We say glory be to the Father, to the Son, Son, and to to the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Keep you all. God bless you. Whoa. Week one. We're on the road with you. (laughs) Happy hiking. Good to be with you. Peace. This was Let Love Podcast for the Sisters of Life a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.